Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When did you genuinely think you were going to die? What happened instead? Walking in the woods in Norway by myself, I came to a clearing where a lot of trees had been cut down and just the stumps were left. I remember having this awful that something was off. In retrospect I was probably smelling something I wasn't consciously aware of and instinct was kicking in. I stopped and suddenly one of the tree stumps lifts up its head and looks at me. About 25 meters away this huge bull elk, moose, is looking at me. I did exactly the wrong thing which is looking right back at it, straight in the eye which, in their world is the equivalent of yeah, what, I'm here to bang your ladies bro. He starts giving me all the warning signs, stamping, shaking his head and bucking, his version of seriously dude, frick off. I'm not into you being in my spot at all but I didn't move, I just stared at him. My bag was about 25 kilos and fully strapped onto me so I wasn't exactly agile but more than anything I was ducking terrified. I don't think I really understood the term frozen with fear until then. The funny thing about moose is, when they're passive, they look quite funny, droopy faces, plodding movement etc. When they're angry they totally change, their backs suddenly seem sharp. Their antlers look an awful lot more like battering rams. Suddenly the standoff ended when this elk just explodes towards me. Bear in mind a full grown make weighs about 1500 pounds. That's about as much as a small car, and can run at 35 miles per hour. And I, like a freaking idiot, just stand there with no control over my legs and nothing but static in my head. About 4 meters from me, he comes to a stop, massive and horrifying just gesturing that he's going to trample me. Suddenly my feet come back to me and I start stumbling backwards. The tree line was only a few meters behind me and I knew I'd be safer in there. They can't move quite so well in the trees. So I walk back, through the trees, the moose watching me the entire way until I'm gone at which point I basically collapse. Turns out the moose had done something called a dummy charge. They go for you and decide in that moment if it's going all the way or not. Thank frick I was too scared to move. The elk thought I was challenging it and backing myself. In reality, of course, I was just terrified. It's a weird feeling, being so completely helpless in the face of something so completely overwhelmingly powerful. Letting it decide what happens to you based on nothing. I got very, very lucky. TL. DR. Got charged by a moose. It mistook my fear for a stand and left it. In high school I had a girlfriend who wanted to tie me up, at first I was against it but then my dong was like nah man, we should do this, so of course I listened to him, so we are in my bedroom and things are getting heavy so she gets the rope and ties me up, I'm starting to think hey this isn't so bad, then she starts choking me, with this glassed over look on her face, just no expression as she chokes me, I can't fight back and I'm struggling against the ropes. Finally I pass out when I come back to a couple of minutes later I am untied and she is lying next to me watching TV. I was 100% sure I was gonna die and I didn't even get off. 2 stroke 10 would not recommend. My raft flipped over a waterfall and I got trapped underneath. 
I kept swallowing water and I remember very clearly thinking, God, just make it quick. I then thought, just remember the training course, and managed to get out from under the raft. But my neck came out between the raft and the rope used to pull it. Someone on the other side was tugging the rope to stay near the raft and they didn't realize they were strangling me. I had to go back under to escape, which was one of the hardest decisions of my life. I managed to get out again and was pulled atop the raft. After we were driven back to the launch point, we saw the photo booth of our faces in horror and my strangling. The photographer was just doing her job and everyone else on the tour laughed at my face choking for air. I cried so hard and I've never forgiven that. Then I got a burger, so things worked out. I was riding my bike. The gear shift was a little off, so I stopped to fix it. I was on a residential road where cars rarely go through. This big red car comes from the corner and stops a few feet before it hit me. I stood there in shock until the driver waved me on. I got to the other side of the road and started to thank whatever God took favor upon me that day. What makes this more amazing is that the driver was on his cell phone. I had a cortical brain thrombosis. I had an intense seizure and remember being put down to lie flat and seeing a bright white light. My subconscious must have spoken to me but I remember saying this is it and feeling really calm. I woke up feeling as I had been thrown back and popped up and my first words were I'm alive I was okay. Just a blood clot and a vein in my brain that left me scared to fall asleep for months. Almost got jumped by 20 guys in Philly, walking down an alley at night. Dumb I know. In between rows of warehouses, turn a corner, there are 10 guys hanging out around a car to the right, so we turn to the left, they're following us, about quarter mile down there is a busy street, we could outrun these alley guys, just then, 10 more guys block our escape down the alley ahead, as the distances are closing in, the last gap between warehouses, the 10 foot high barbed wire fence hadn't been shut, so we just walked out of that back onto a busy street. You probably missed an epic back alley turf related dance off. I had the most severe asthma attack of my life when I was around 12-13 years old. It was 3am and I woke up from a horrible nightmare where I couldn't breathe. Lo and behold, I really couldn't breathe. The only way I could explain the feeling is, imagine drowning while only getting sips of air through a tiny straw while an obese person sits on your chest. I reached for my rescue inhaler which turned out to be bone dry. I mustered up some energy to wake my parents up who rushed me to the air where I waited an excruciating 4 hours to be seen by a doctor to give me an asthma inhaler machine. The receptionist nurse was a huge bee who may as well have been on the rag while coping with a breakup because I went up to her several times telling her I couldn't breathe to which she replied sit and wait your turn. The kicker here is, I waited 4 hours gasping for air to be hooked up to a machine that took less than 5 minutes to allow me to breathe properly. I freaking hate hospitals, and that receptionist B. When I was 7 I was told that the mole on my neck was cancerous and that it needed to be surgically removed. My entire family was there to see me off and they all bought me stuffed animals and I thought for sure I was never going to wake up, that all these people were seeing me for the last time. I woke up a while later in a hospital bed and got to see my family again. I was chugging honey from one of those honey bear bottles after just returning home from a run. Since I was still out of breath from the exercise, I inhaled a glob of honey right down my windpipe, realized I couldn't breathe, and immediately became greatly concerned. 
I thought I was home alone so I ran outside but didn't see anyone on my street. I went back into the house thinking this was it. I felt pretty calm considering and definitely appreciated that the whole situation was pretty weird. Somehow I eventually managed to cough it out which was nice. My roommate, who I did not realize was upstairs, said I sounded like a dog choking on a tennis ball. I hope we can all learn a lesson from this. I was driving a vintage wagoneer up a steep mountain pass in early spring. Came around a bend and was greeted by a wall of snow. Knowing I couldn't make it through I started backing up. The ice on the path caused the vehicle to start sliding back toward the side of the road which is a 100 plus foot drop with nothing but rock below. I told my girlfriend to get out of the car and take all the food and blankets because I genuinely thought I was going to slide off the road and die. She refused to leave me and I eventually backed down to a safe place without sliding off the cliff. Survived and discovered my girlfriend is balls of steel and loved me trusted me enough to risk death. I married her. I contracted fulminant meningococcemia, a deadly infection when I was 22. Woke up one morning, saw deep purple golf ball sized pit etchee. Flat, looks like a hickey type mark actually blood vessels rupturing under your skin. On my stomach after a night of being ill. Recognize it as a sign of meningitis. The kind kids are now immunized for, and freaked out. Friends rushed me to the air. My blood pressure was 60 stroke 30 and I was already in renal failure. Over the next 3 weeks, I was in a coma on full life support with ARDS. Acute respiratory distress syndrome. Dick, basically your blood clots as soon as it is formed. Multiple organ failure. A hemorrhage from my adrenals. Unable to maintain my blood pressure and received 30 plus units of blood products. I also received a drug in phase 3 trials that my pulmonologist worked on. Somehow, I came out of the coma and all of my organs except for my adrenals started working again. I lost blood flow to parts of my skin over each major joint, two fingertips and both of my feet. I had to have debridements, like a burn patient, to get rid of necrotic skin and bone. Ended up with a few skin grafts, bilateral below the knee amputations and missing two fingertips. Spent three months in the hospital and another two in a hospital bed at home waiting for wounds to heal. My mom is an ARNP and former burn nurse wound care expert so they discharged me to her care. After I recovered, I spent seven years as a vaccine advocate. I spoke all over the US and Puerto Rico for a major pharmaceutical company, worked with several non-profits and did peer visits to new amputees in the hospital. I also became a spokesperson for the organ donation and procurement network in my area and went back to school for a degree in public health. Now, I am my grandmother's caregiver and I still work with a meningitis awareness organization as well as the organ donation procurement network. I guess basically, I was just existing on earth before I got sick and decided that had I left at that moment, I would not have left an impression I would be proud of. Now, I think if I died right this second I could be proud of how hard I have tried in this world to make it a better place for others. I genuinely thought I was going to die on the theme park ride tower of terror at Disneyland. Mentally I was okay at the start of the ride. Getting strapped in and then watching the movie thing as the elevator begins to lift higher and higher. I knew it would be scary but I figured it would be a laugh and a drop ride isn't that big of a deal. Anyways, immediately after the first drop I regret everything. My thoughts went from oh my god this is really scary to oh my god I'm going to die stop the ride I'm dying very quickly. I may or may not have started crying. 
and hobbled out of that ride with the jelly legs still crying afterwards. Happiest place on earth? Lies. I got hit in the head with a football and wasn't just winded. I seriously could not breathe. It must have blocked my airway or some crap. I was in total panic shock mode for about 10 seconds. I was grabbing at my teammates trying to get them to help. Eventually I started to breathe again. Scary day. I got really sick one night and threw up every hour. On the hour. After 6 hours or so, I was very dehydrated. I tried to walk down the dorm hallway, out the door and across the street to get some food and drink. It took 10 minutes to go down the hallway. I went back to my room. I could barely walk. My heart was racing. My muscles barely worked. Apparently, when you vomit a lot, it not only dehydrates you, it lowers certain minerals you need to live. A friend came by to check on me about 2 hours later. She and another friend carried walked me to the car and drove me to the hospital. My potassium levels and calcium levels were so low, my heart wasn't working right. My parents were called and told to get there before I died. They barely managed to start an IV due to my dehydration. I have scattered memories of this time. Anyways, they got my levels back up and my professors were nice enough to let me reschedule my finals. Interestedly enough, my son did the same thing around age 16. He had flu. I took him in earlier of course. But his levels were super low as well. The IV to replace the potassium, I think, took close to 6 hours. When I got in a fight at Shuley's, Australian spring break, I think, kicked in the ribs at the start of the fight, then punches thrown etc till we were both on the ground in a doorway on the street. I remember being punched about 5-6 times by his mate. The fight was probably 5 vs 7-8. We lost. Ended up with a fractured nose busted up lip but other than that I was fine. Went back to our hotel room and started drinking. Went to sleep a few hours later feeling pretty sore but nothing too bad. Woke up the next day feeling a bit worse but didn't take much notice of it. Went down to the beach had a swim and continued drinking. It hits about 9pm and I'm pretty drunk and baked at this point when I notice I am getting considerably sore in my rib area. And breathing is slowly getting more painful. I go to lie down for a bit and after about 20 minutes my breathing is getting worse and worse. I can only take really shallow breaths and can barely sit up. I eventually get myself to the edge of the bed. Still breath very shallow with a lot of pain in my rib and lung area. Finally a mate of mine walks past my room and asks if I'm okay and I can't even talk. Basically I get driven to the hospital, which is luckily a 2 minute drive away, by my drunk friend and went straight to the emergency unit. I'm told I've got a cracked rib which has been swelling onto my lung the entire night which has now caused my lung to collapse, hence the shallow breathing and pain. They stick one of those big butt needles into my chest just above my heart to reinflate my lung. Doctor tells me if I had been 10-15 minutes later to the hospital I probably wouldn't have made it. No more fights for me. Being sick triggered a panic attack, and you could probably figure out how that went. Felt like I was having a heart attack. A friend and I decided we wanted to go to her parents camp in the middle of winter, in Ontario, Canada, about minus 20 celsius that night, to see a lunar eclipse. The campsite would eventually have a winterized house, but at this time it was a structure with a wood burning stove. We park at the bottom of the site and take supplies and a dog, Burmese mountain dog, and start our hike in. It's dark, cold, and snow up to our knees but we're determined to see this eclipse from the camp. 
A walk that normally takes 15 minutes probably took over an hour. We finally get to the house and we are so cold so we huddle up with the dog and try to light the fire. We can't light anything substantial so we figure we'd just use each other's warmth to sleep. After some time, I honestly don't know how long, we realize that without substantial heat, we won't do well overnight so we decide to walk back out. This walk takes even longer and the dog is now cold and resistant to walking. Have you ever tried to drag a cold, large Burmese mountain dog through snow up to his belly? It was not fun. At one point we decide to rest and we just sit in the snow. We're so cold, tired, and numb. I realize at that moment that we are legitimately in danger of falling asleep and freezing to death if we don't keep moving. No one knew we left the camp so no one would look for us until morning the next day. Anyways, we keep going and aim for a neighbor's house. I use the term neighbor lightly, so that we can warm up before getting back into a cold car. Once we get there we sit in front of a fire to warm up and my feet are screaming. Though no longer scared of dying, I'm now scared I have frostbite. I take off my layers of socks and find purple toes. We decide then to drive to the hospital rather than stay at the warm house. By the time we got there most of the color had returned and ultimately I only had frost nip which means no permanent damage. But it was quite painful and scary for a while. So that's my story. The stupidest thing I've ever done but a great memory since it all worked out. Was drinking water and must have had some go down the wrong hole. One job epiglottis freak. I started full on struggling to breathe. I'm not asthmatic but I'm assuming it's how a serious asthmatic attack feels. Every breath got harder and harder to take until I was rasping for breath and I thought it would keep getting worse till I couldn't breathe. It went on for about a minute total but about 20 seconds and I just thought okay this is how I die. There was a whole group of people about 3 meters away from me too and no one did anything. I took a couple steps out of the way thinking I was having a bad cough at the start but thought someone would have noticed, was weird. I'm assuming my trachea spasmed as a reaction to having water go down it. It felt awful. Went too far off the beach in the Atlantic Ocean last year, without knowing how to swim. A big wave sucked me in. I cried for help and eventually started drowning. The whole life flashed in front of me and I thought that was it. I closed my eyes and I woke up to a pretty lifeguard giving me mouth to mouth instead. A bit different. At age 13, I went to my family doctor around Christmas time. Told him I was having these weird fainting spells and peeing a lot. I mean, a lot. The doc took a bit of blood, then came back in with wide eyes and announced that I had type I diabetes and I needed to run to the local children's hospital right now and they already had a bed waiting for me. At 13 I knew nothing about diabetes, no family history, and I didn't even know anyone who had it. All I knew was that my health classes kept saying that it was in the top 5 killers of Americans, and so of course I was terrified. I sobbed in the car with my dad all the way home to pack a change of clothes, then all the way to the hospital where the staff were waiting with a bed and panicked expressions on their faces. They were shocked that I walked in under my own power. That definitely didn't help. Well, what happened instead was that I got educated. Primary Children's Hospital in Salt Lake City is amazing. I had sodas, diet of course, and video games in my room. I had awesome and caring nurses and a goofy new endocrinologist who I thought looked like bearded John Lennon. Friends came to visit and my family all showed up to my room on Christmas morning. That was 24 years ago. So I guess I'm doing okay now. 
I did not so much think I was going to die. I thought I was dead. Woke up and could only see white. Nothing but white. Turns out I was staring into my white bedroom wall. Had a similar experience. The lights went out while I was in the bathroom with no windows and everything suddenly went black and there was complete silence. I started yelling and no one answered so I thought I was dead until the lights turned back on 10 seconds later. I gave myself alcohol poisoning after drinking an entire bottle of 110 proof vodka. I woke up in a pool of vomit and could barely move. I had no idea what was going on and kept blacking out any time I tried to hold on to a thought. That's how I spent most of my day, alone. I was freezing, like I was laying in a snowbank. I think I may have had a seizure at some point because I woke up with a busted lip. I legit thought I was going to die that day. Instead, I laid on the floor regretting my actions and thinking as best as I could manage to about my life. I made peace with myself and was ready to go. But, obviously I didn't die. I was absolutely miserable for days but I pulled through without medical help, which was stupid. If you suspect you have alcohol poisoning, get your dumb butt to the hospital. I think I may have killed some brain cells and my liver is definitely shot so I have basically no alcohol tolerance anymore. And all that peace I made with myself? That went right out the window the minute I realized that I wasn't going to die. Back to self-loathing and regret and a reason to drink. My ex was trying to get me into drugs and pressured me into taking ecstasy while we were in India. I managed to argue him down to just half a pill as I really didn't have a good feeling about it. So a little while later I'm laying on the bed and having a mad trip where I'm being dragged down to the bed of the ocean and I'm about to be eaten by this huge monster that's like an abomination of a huge octopus, with more tentacles, with great white shark teeth in the middle of its pulsating belly. In my mind I knew this meant I was going to die and I was okay with that. It felt peaceful and I was ready to give in. Just as I made that decision I started to get pulled back and I came round to find myself sitting under a freezing cold shower with my ex panicking and screaming at me to wake up and breathe. Turned out I'd stopped breathing for at least a couple of minutes. I don't know what they gave you, but that doesn't sound like ecstasy at all. At least not from what I've seen felt. Super glad you're okay, and that they're your ex now. I was skiing some trees in Breckenridge called Needles Eye which are very steep and very thick. After regretting my decision for about 10 minutes I spotted a very tight chute which would get me down about half the run. So I put on my big boy pants and hit the chute. Everything was going fine for the first 5 seconds till I got to the end of the chute and saw a giant branch blocking my entire path. I tried my best to hit the brakes but it was too late. I clipped the branch and proceeded to tomahawk down this run at 40 miles per hour and all I remember thinking was that a giant tree would stop my fall at any moment and that it was really going to hurt. Somehow I hit no trees and stopped my slide on my own. Looked up the hill to figure how I was still alive only to see a dad with his two children looking down at me in horror. YOLO. When I was like 12 or 13 there were rumors about an online game if you lose within the first 5 levels you die in real life within a week. All my classmates were either guys who won the game or who were afraid of playing. So, I decided to try it, and I wasn't good at that game at all and I lost at level 3. I was paranoid the whole week, I visited the church twice a day, I was trying to be kind to everyone around, and I even was googling how to write your will, was the most terrifying week of my life. Either that was hoax or I'm a ghost typing xd. 
If you are new to the channel, you can subscribe. I publish new videos every day. Until then, check another video. Bye for now. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.